do not necessarily represent those of the management and staff of WTCA. It's the What's Your Opinion show, our daily talk show focusing on you, the people, events, and issues of Marshall County. Now here's your hosts, Kathy Bardorf and Rusty Nixon. What day it is? WTCA. Anybody? Looking for internet speeds at a better value? Guess what day it is? Julie, hey, guess what day it is? <laughs> Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? Huh? Huh? Anybody? Listen, guess what day it is? <laughs> oh, come on, I know you can hear me. Huh? Guess what today is? Huh? Hey, hey, listen, guess what today is? <laughs> Guess what day it is? Hey, what day is it, Mike? Mike, 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 Mike. Anybody? Julie. Hey, guess what day it is? It's Hump Day. Hump Day. Hump, hump, hump day. Hump, 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 hump day. <laughs> Woohoo! It is Wednesday. Yes, it is. Getting halfway through this wonderful week. The last day of November is blowing out like a lion. <laughs> I guess. Do 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 lions blow? Well, March comes in like a lion and goes out like a lamb. Okay, but does, doesn't that mean that that I don't know? I was gonna say something. Lions just eat things. That's you know. I don't know that they. I don't know that they have wind. But um, if they're well, if they're coming after me, <laughs> if they don't have wind, I I do have wind because I'm going to get away. I guess you know. I don't know. You know, it's that, not a bad idea. <laughs> uh, that might straighten the. Uh, the back out a little bit better if you had to run from a lion there you go yes. there you go jim buy a lion it's part of kathy's rehab yeah, yeah. <laughs> i never thought about that that would be a new way to to have rehab <laughs> you know well and, and what happens if it. It, what happens if rehab isn't going so well well, well, you don't have to worry about it anymore. You, you have some incentive, <laughs> at least. Uh, you know, it, it's just... I it, People, I think, would be probably a little more likely to do their rehab if they knew they were going to be oh, eaten alive if okay. they didn't. So uh, that, could, that could be, yes. That that yeah. might be the incentive some of us need. That could be. Uh, got a caller. Caller, you're on the air. Thank you for playing Boy George. I love that. <laughs> I get my foot tapping. I wanted that played at my daughter's wedding. My son-in-law refused. And if I had a big speaker, I would put it right up toward their house and blare that every day. Well, Thank good. You. I'm, I'm glad you, you liked it. <laughs> I, I love it. I love that song. And I tapped my foot, and I was playing and everything this morning, so I got my exercise. Well, very good. 
Fantastic. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. Yeah, boy, George can sing, man. Yes, that's for darn sure. So he's also a gigantic man. I don't think people realize that he is a a big big guy. guy. Yeah, he's He's not. not, Yeah, he's a very large, towering like guy, and physically imposing too. I mean, it's not like he's. I mean, he is a big man. and I wonder if anybody's seen him. I mean, well, I mean, if you if recently, he, oh yeah, he he's on been tour? on tour. Oh, I don't know if he's on tour, but he was uh, on uh, American Idol a couple of years ago. I think. Oh, okay. Was one of the people they brought in. Uh, okay. And he scared those kids completely to death. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were frightened, almost as frightened as the night Iggy Pop was on there. That one, even the judges were afraid of Iggy Pop. I always wondered how that happened, that he got on there. That is about the strangest <laughs> mix I have ever. I, I, That's even stranger than I could conceive. But, yeah, boy, boy George is a big, big guy. Okay. I just Googled him up to see what I could find out. Um, let's see. He was born in 1961. Oh, so we're the same so, age. So, yeah. What? I bet he was born on my birthday. June 14th. Oh, no. he was. He's older than I am. <laughs> <laughs> You're older than me. But then the next question is, uh, the, or there's, you know, a few questions here. It says, what happened to boy George? And it says the singer was convicted of assault and false imprisonment. Boy, boy George has been a somewhat controversial addition yeah, to the I'm a Celebrity lineup with many fans of the show taking his social media to discuss his assault and false imprisonment conviction, which saw him spend 15 months in prison. And that was dated November 16th of this mo- year. Well, that may have, may have happened. I've seen him on television a couple of times in the last hmm. couple of years, but... He's got a uh, he's got his problem with uh, with heroin as well. Oh, <laughs> so you know he's right. had that uh, that little problem over the years as well. But uh. as a solo artist, uh, he'd released nine studio albums, five compilation albums, and forty eight singles. Mm-hmm. The vocalist also released seven DJ al- albums. So I, I mean, just, he's the thing about him and that era in because george michael was i mean they were basically at the same time you talk about a couple of guys who can really sing two of them are really good and they were you know it's like you go back and you look at the uh, performers and actors and people that that you've had a chance to see over your life and you realize how lucky you were to have them, to have them uh, growing know, up and your, being you know, that, I, yes. I just think David Bowie was uh, kind of the soundtrack of my life when I was growing up, and uh, you know, um, it, it's just you—you you got a chance to see all these people uh, and enjoy their their contributions to our culture. I think it's—I'm uh, thankful for that. There's a lot of a lot of really good performers out there that we've had a chance to enjoy and i i, I appreciate that yeah, kind of neat mm-hmm. very good 
Um, we are going to have a guest today on the show. A performer. Uh, yes, actually, a musical performer is going to be on. Uh, we're going to do a phone interview, I believe, with yes. Denver Beerman. Um, his Mile High Orchestra is going to be back in town this weekend uh, for a concert out at Plymouth Wesleyan Church. And so we're going to talk a little bit about his concert. He, let's see, um, tonight is Wednesday, Thursday. Friday night, he is going to be in Colby, Kansas. Then Saturday night, he'll be here in Plymouth. Sunday night, he's going to be in Lebanon, Ohio. So he's making his way around. He is, uh, let's see, Gatlin, Tennessee, Kane, Pennsylvania. Yeah. I'm looking at his show you know his schedule i mean he's well he he tours all year but christmas is the time you know that's that's his big time the big uh, part of it and that that tour is uh that's a big part of of what they do um so uh yeah this is his busy time for sure and that's kind of he says it's kind of weird you know it's family time and i'm yeah, not around my yeah i know he tries to go home pretty much every night but uh Delaware, North Carolina, yeah. South Carolina. I mean, he definitely is out and about. It's yep. pretty amazing. So so that'll be fun. We'll chat with him. Um, we'll get you some information on tickets so that you can get your tickets to watch him here in Plymouth coming up. Uh, maybe you guys were fortunate enough to see him this past uh, summer or early fall, I guess. As he was one of the, he was the headliner that opened the grand reopening for the race. Yep. Um, first, you know, official performance on that stage. So that was kind of a really neat and cool thing. So yeah. we'll chat with him a little bit about that experience sure. too. So the other thing, Rusty, I, I know I'm going to throw you under the bus on this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Because <laughs> I actually made notes what's, today what's, for what, the show. This what's, is scary. What's new? <laughs> USA soccer. Okay. How'd they do? <laughs> the slightest. I do. I do. Yeah. But I that's watched. That's not, not throwing me under the bus. Everybody knows them. <laughs> I, you know, I've said it before. I understand the incredible athleticism it takes to play the game, but I, it's like most people with baseball. I never played it, so I don't right. understand the intricacies of what's oh, going me, on. Yeah, definitely. Because I'm listening to these guys talk, and I'm like, what in the – what does that even mean? Yeah, you know, where like, are they on the field? Yeah, so <laughs> – Who's um, doing what? I just uh, – I, I've never – you know, if you don't – I didn't grow up with it, so I – Well, yesterday, they had to win or they were done. Okay. They couldn't tie. They had to win. Sure. And they were playing Iran, and they won one to nothing. So they moved forward, um, which is a good thing. Yeah, but, uh, it is the World Cup. Yeah, so. I'm not sure the men don't usually do very well. Well, I, I forget Cup. what how they called it, but they've moved into the next round, and I, I think they're on the... <laughs> I don't think you know they're not one of the mainstays. We'll say. Yeah. Well, they they uh, don't traditionally do now. The women they do better. Our women's teams almost always one of the best in the world. But isn't this one of those those team things where until the last two or three years the women were paid a lot less, yeah, they still but are. performed a lot better. They still are. <laughs> 
that that's been a point of contention for a while. Um, but yeah, our women's team is usually one of the best in in the in the world. Our men, however, struggle mightily. So, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it, there's there's the thing. Not a lot of women around the world are allowed to play soccer. Well, that's true. Again, yes, like, there's a lot um, less. So you know, it's not like we're in the uh, outside of the United States. Every boy. Play, the minute he can stand up, is kicking a soccer ball. Right, so, yeah. you know, it's like um, it's like hockey in Canada. I mean, you know, you you become a man in Canada when you lose your first two teeth getting hit in the <laughs> face with a puck. That is how that is how you become. That's your rite of passage okay. as a man in Canada. And I like I say, you know, when you when you're playing in this country, you were not playing a lot of soccer. I mean, we, it's getting there, but it's not it's like... It's not as popular, well, it's that's It's not like darn in the rest sure. of the world where right. they're playing constantly from the minute they're born. It's a little bit of a hill to climb. Uh, you're not getting... They're getting their best athletes because they don't have any other choice on what to do. Granted, you make a lot of money in soccer, too. Um, and in this country, the best athletes play football, probably. Football? Basketball, baseball. Baseball. Yeah, the top three because um, they they're you know they got options, but the rest of the world, your best athletes are going to play soccer because that's right. the only real option you got. Um, so I get it why we lag behind, but uh, still, uh, you, you ought to be able to figure something out. <laughs> how many how many years we've been playing soccer? I don't know. Well, they're going to play again on Saturday. At 10 o'clock in the morning, they'll take on the Netherlands. So, go USA. The Netherlands. Yes. Okay, so that's the first thing on my schedule. Uh, last night, we'll, we'll stay with sports for a minute. Okay. Last night, we had boys basketball. Yeah. Well, can you tell us about boys basketball? Uh, we won. Okay. That's all that matters. Who'd we play? Triton. Okay. Home or away? It was home. Okay. Played well. One actually ended up winning rather handily but uh high point score uh can i was easton strain you know i think okay. he had 19 if i remember Ooh, right very, very uh, he had a really really good night actually they played extremely well the first two nights i i don't i'm not gonna say i'm surprised that they won the first two games because you know it was I'm not totally surprised. I mean, both those teams are really good teams, but we got four starters back. We ought to be able to compete with them. So I thought they'd be good games at least, but mm -hmm. I don't think the winning is what's surprising me. It's how well we're playing. I mean, That's it's good. Just, it's, you know, I'm not sure that given our sectional, I'm not sure how it's going to play out, but we, you know, we're not going to be. It'll be a lot more fun season than it has been Very the last good. couple of years. That's, a, that's so a plus. Hopefully that'll play out. But we played well. Um, and I, I, I don't know. We play again on Friday, Laporte. Uh, it's a home game as well. So Tune in. Yeah. Um, I do want to let folks know the in-dot meeting tonight over at Oregon Davis High School. That will take in... Marshall County's section of US 30 and US 31. So if you have concerns about the proposed freeway situation on both 30 and 31, 
You need to go to the Oregon Davis High School tonight. The meeting starts, it's from 5 until 7 Central Time. At 6 o'clock, there will be a presentation. So 5 o'clock Central Time is 6 o'clock Marshall County Time. So that presentation at 6 o'clock is really going to be at 7 o'clock. <laughs> Just to get you all confused. So Oregon Davis High School is in Central Time. So make make that change. It's kind of like one of those things like when you leave here at 5 o'clock, you get there at 5 o'clock type situation. It, although it doesn't take an hour to get over there. Time travel. <laughs> yes. So just wanted to let you all know that. And um, also want to let you know, shop with the cop. The two vehicles that they are going to be auctioning off from Oliver Ford are out in front of the radio station this morning. Unfortunately, what I... Okay, there's what I printed out. Okay. Um, and... What they we have on the auction block for this Friday is a 2008 Ford Explorer XLT four-wheel drive with 142,000 miles. It's an automatic, a V6. It's brown on the exterior, and it has a tan cloth interior. And the second vehicle is a 2000 Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo. It is Patriot Blue with 133,000 miles on it. They are both sitting in front of the WTCA studios. If you would like to come and look them over and turn them on, I'm not going to let you drive them, but you can turn them on. Uh, we've got the keys so you can come and check them out if you are interested in either one of those vehicles. So they are here. And I would encourage you to call the radio station at 574-936-4096 and get your bid number for Friday's auction. What's the? I'm sure there's a minimum on those vehicles. Uh, I don't have it. Um, oh, I can't even. It, it's laying on my desk. Um, <laughs> I can. I could take. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I'm gonna say the Jeep is listed at forty nine nine ninety five, and the Explorer is listed at eighty eighty nine ninety five, something like that. Okay. So. So that would no. be the that would be the minimum. That's what they're listed okay. on 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 Oliver Ford's website okay. for. So that's not the minimum bid. Okay. It'll be lower than that. Okay. Um, but um, that's what they're listed for. And, and we talked about it yesterday. Those vehicles, um, Oliver Ford gives them ba to us basically at cost or lower. Um, but we do have to pay them for them. And oh, the sure, difference yeah. part of it is what they give they give us. So, right. You know, the, but so that from that, what we owe them to what we get from the vehicles is how much the Shop with the Cop program gets. So right. they're out in front, you know, come and check them out. And please call today or tomorrow and get your bid number at 574-936-4096. All we need is your name, your cell phone number, and do you want to be text or called to be notified? 
uh, at the end of each half hour break if you were successful in that bid round. So that's where we're at. Okay. Why don't we take our first break? Okay. And that way, when we come back, we'll hopefully we'll time this perfectly. When we come back, we'll have a little Christmas music by Denver, and then maybe Denver will be on the phone, and we can talk about uh, his upcoming concert. Yeah. Does that sound like a a plan, maybe, that Stan? Does. Make a yeah. new plan, Stan. So what? Don't be coy. What day is it? Today is the 30th. November the 30th. It's Wednesday. Is there nothing in your prize well, there's folder? There's this. So Oh, that should be on and then Friday. This. So Well, that that's that, definitely but, that's the end of the month. Well, oh, okay. I go, hang I, on, hang on, hang on. I was going to say uh, I messed up. No, okay. I got I got something else here. Oh, okay. Uh we're going to give away zoo oh. tickets. Going to the Indianapolis Zoo yep. for the Christmas season. Yep. Fantastic. These are the parking pass and the admission ticket. It's cats, by the way. Uh, if you haven't seen the Broadway musical, they will be doing it there. <laughs> no, they won't be. That was just me talking. Uh, we have a mission for four to the zoo. And for your vehicle, too. Parking to pass. The zoo. Exactly. Yes. If you have won something from us in the last month, please give others an opportunity. Caller number 4. 574-936-4096. Four. Uh, 574-936-4096. What did I say? Caller number 4. four. Caller 4. So there you go. Looking for bigger internet speeds at a better value? Surf Fiber has Plymouth covered. Go big with Surf and you'll get reliable, fiber-fast internet up to 25 times faster than cable. With Surf, there are no contracts or hidden fees, and you get a low, locked-in price that will never go up. Want to speed things up even more? Go gig and get two free Eero Wi-Fi routers. It's the best deal of the year. Don't miss out. Call 844-955-SURF or visit surfinternet.com to make the switch today. Limited time offer. Restrictions apply. Progressive Snapshot can save you money based on how you drive and how much you drive. So the safer you drive, the more money you could save. Now, if you didn't hear that because you were yelling at another car while driving, let me say it again. You need to calm down. Yelling is just making everyone as stressed out as you are and letting them all know that you definitely aren't trying to save with Progressive Snapshot. <clears throat> and if you did hear it the first time because you weren't yelling at another car, nice work. You'd love Snapshot from Progressive because it rewards safe drivers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California and North Carolina or from all agents. Montgomery Wells Drilling Incorporated has proudly served the Plymouth area for more than 40 years. Owners Kelvin and Tim have a highly trained team dedicated to the highest levels of customer service and workmanship. With expertise in rotary well drilling, submersible and jet pump repair and installation, they also offer 24-hour emergency service. So for all your well needs, call Montgomery Well Drilling Incorporated, 936-6239, where 100% satisfaction is a must. You must call 811 at least two to three business days before any digging project. So before you do this or this, make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811. 
Are you in pain from injury or arthritis? What if there was a place that could meet all of your orthopedic needs? A place where you're treated like a person? What if that place wasn't in Chicago or Indianapolis? There is such a place. Rochester Orthopedics, your regional orthopedic specialist. When you're looking for comfort and relief, remember, trust the board-certified and fellowship-trained surgeons Dr. Lisa Ronback and Dr. Jeffrey Sheedy at Rochester Orthopedics. Call for an appointment today, 574-223-9525, and come to expect the best. Carol is our winner. Going to be going to the zoo. And I need to... If anybody recognizes that music and that sound, it sounds like Denver Beerman and the Mile High Orchestra. Hey, man, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Rusty? I am fine. Uh, I'm sure the... Can you hear me? (laughs) Yeah, I hear you just fine. Is is this thing on? I'm sorry. Uh, how you been, man? I mean, I'm all right. You know, the tour already started, uh, this past weekend. So things are already merry and bright in my world. <laughs> it's, uh, we've, we've already started. We've kicked it off. So, you know, it's, you know, Rusty, people don't like to listen to big band music in the month of May, you know, or March, but boy, between Thanksgiving day and Christmas day, bro. That's that's when my life gets crazy, crazy, crazy busy. So, just when everybody is, you know, spending time with families and gatherings, you're out traveling the countryside. Yeah, you know, jingle all the way. Did you guys know that Jingle Bells was actually a song written about Thanksgiving? I in the back of my head, I I, I, I knew that. I, back of my head, I think yeah, I knew. Really that. strange. Yeah, and there's like six or seven verses to the song, and uh, at one point, like he gets pushed off the sleigh, and, and his friends drive by in their sleigh and laugh at him while he's like in the mud or something. It's really it's a strange song, but we, you know, I don't know how. It's kind of like London Bridges, you know. It's like about the Black Plague or something like that, and then it's a kid's song. I have no idea how it got associated with Christmas, but. I've been singing it, you know, for 23 years on my Christmas tour. It's my opening song uh, this Saturday night in the good, in my good old hometown of Plymouth, Indiana. So here we come. 23 years. 23 years. Well, actually, it'll be 24 years in March of next year. You're not even we'll 24. You're not even. Tw- you're not even 24 years old. Do I owe you 24 dollars for a compliment <laughs> like that? That's crazy. I'm sorry. I, I, to me, you'll always be 18. So, yeah, I don't feel much uh, older than 18. I'm sure my wife would say I'm not any older than 18 <laughs> uh, in, in a maturity level. But, but I appreciate that. Like, I really, uh, I feel young. I, I really love what I do and going to continue to keep doing it as long as I can. 
So kicking off your season and traveling, where have you been? Uh, where, where are you today? Well, today, believe it or not, I am home. I, I got a honey-do list of things that I needed to do here at the house for a couple of days. Uh, I was in Georgia this past weekend, did a couple of events there. And then um, I fly to Denver. I fly to Denver, Colorado on Friday morning. The flight leaves at 5.05 a.m., which is glorious. Uh-huh. It's a glorious time. And then uh, have a show in Colby, Kansas. That's the closest airport to Colby was, was Denver, which is about three hours, maybe oh. 2.45. And then uh, I'll do a show there starting at 7.30 p.m. on uh, Friday night. Then we'll drive three hours back to the Denver airport. We'll sleep for about two to three hours and then get on a, another flight at 5. 35 a.m., which will land me directly in Indianapolis Airport, in which we will rent cars and drive up to Plymouth, Indiana. And then I'm going to let my guys sleep for about two to three hours before we go to soundcheck. <laughs> oh, my so, goodness. the season. That's, uh, that's an ambitious schedule. <laughs> There's doesn't seem to be Welcome a lot of sleep. Welcome to life on the road, bro. <laughs> Welcome to the Christmas tour. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. I mean, children all sleeping all snug in their beds does not apply to the Christmas tour. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's there's no time for that until Christmas Eve. So we're back home after we've celebrated Christmas 27 times. So <laughs> I, I, I only talk this way to you, Rusty, but I'm keeping it real. So here's the thing. We have um, – that's usually what our, school, our tour is like now. It's – the most brutal part of our tour is, is this is this particular weekend. It does kind of even out after that. Um, we have Ohio the day after Indiana and then, um, I'm off for two days. Then I fly down to new Orleans. I've got a really cool show down about an hour outside of new Orleans in a town called past Christian, Mississippi. Uh, and then I head to Florida for some shows. So it kind of does even out. Like, it's not going to be this hectic fly here, fly there kind of thing. It really does kind of start to even out. And then the last week is uh, a town about two hours east of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And then we drive to Delaware, which is only like four or five-hour drive. So we get to sleep in until like 9 or 10 in the morning, which would be great. And then uh, I'm in that – I'm in – Greenwood, Delaware, for two shows in a row, like two days in a row. Right. We'll sleep in the same bed for Ugh. two nights. And then South Carolina, and then North Carolina. No, North Carolina, South Carolina, and then North Carolina for me. I'm doing a, a benefit concert. Uh, it's not a DMHO show, so it's not on our, on our calendar, but I'm doing a benefit concert in Charlotte, North Carolina on the 19th. Hmm. And, then, uh, and then I'm done. That'll be great. <laughs> And then you get to go home and enjoy your family for a while. Yeah, I'll go home and we'll, I think the first thing we're going to do, I, I can fly back in on the 20th about 3.30 in the afternoon, maybe 4, is there's this fantastic group out of Hendersonville, Tennessee, where I live. They're Australian. Their names are the French Family Band. Go look them up online. They do kind of like this uh, old school rockabilly uh, and a little hint of Texas swing. Mm. Um, they are absolutely phenomenal and, uh, their family, they from Australia. They sold everything they owned in 2019 to move to Nashville, Tennessee, to make it in music. Uh, that was their, their family's dream. 
and uh, husband and wife, and then the kids uh, sing and play guitars and stuff. And so the husband named Stewie, he has done quite a few concerts with me this year. He's doing one of my Christmas shows uh, in Tennessee. And uh, but we're going to go hear their band to do their Christmas concert uh, in Nashville the night I fly back. Well, that sounds they're good very neat. Mine, they're, and they're, so I'll be able to be the kickoff to our own personal. We're going to go see a concert. I'm so excited. <laughs> After you know, doing 25 of them. Yes. It'll be great. I got to give you props, man. You made a you made a comment a couple of minutes ago about getting to sleep in the same bed two nights in a row. And I don't think I've been on tour, uh, and the uh, the groups I was with, we were literally living on the road. We were able to to keep eating because we got paid as we went along, right. and yeah. so we basically drove all night to the next spot and slept in the van on the way there got out performed I've done got that the, a few times and that's and, and i don't yep. think people get when you're on the road like that actually being able to unpack your suitcase and stay someplace for more than a couple of hours is 24 just, hours it's just like yeah. a vacation it like completely refreshes you to be able to just unpack your suitcase yeah I can put my toothpaste next to the sink, and it can and it can stay there <laughs> exactly for twenty four hours. Yeah, that that's that, life changing. That is a, that is one of those things on the road that it's like a jewel. You look forward to it. That's where you're going. Oh, and I yeah. I don't think people get that how grueling it is to do exactly what you're doing. I I tell people all the time, getting on stage and and actually you know playing the trumpet and singing and, and speaking. Uh, is fifteen percent of my job. Yeah. Uh, the the other eighty five percent, you know, percent, you know, because I did math and I'd use the calculator to figure that out. Uh, is that it's, you know, it's the the bookings of the shows, it's writing the contracts, it's the hours and hours of going back and forth with people about, do you want the keyboard on this side of the stage? How many inputs do you need? Are you sure you have to have that kind of microphone for the snare drum? All of that kind of stuff. And then, on then it's then it's the travel you know which is the most physically demanding part yeah. because it's usually either it because here's the problem you know i've rolled into plymouth many times on a big old fat tour bus that i don't own i've never owned a tour bus i've rented them they're expensive to rent they're even more expensive to own because they're always breaking down right the one best advice i ever got was never buy a tour bus so but the problem is that when the pandemic happened um like the tour bus company that I've used pretty exclusively for the last 20 years, uh, they, they owned like 200 buses and you know, they're just like us on the road. Like they're making it month to month by getting paid at, per gig. Right. Yeah. And so getting paid per gig is when I, Hey, I need a bus for a week and we're going out to, we've got these seven shows, you know, out to San Antonio, Texas and back and I'm paying them. And then they're paying the notes the monthly notes that they have on these buses as they're getting paid. Well, there was two years where they weren't getting paid. Right. So they had done load on their buses. So their fleet went from 200 to like 47. Yeah. And so now no one has a bus and the, now everybody's working again. And, and because they got so behind on everything, they're like, if you want to rent a bus from us, you have to sign a year lease. Wow. Uh, you know, yeah. Like you can't, you can't take it out even for, for a month. Like, you have to sign a year lease. Wow. So I'm not, I'm not at a level or busy enough to warrant that, you know? Uh, and so it does mean early flights because the early flights 
are usually the the direct ones. Right. Uh, they're usually the most affordable, and they're the only ones that aren't delayed, unless there's a massive mechanical failure. You get later in the day, you know, then your flights are delayed, and then you're missing the gig. Yeah. You know? So uh, it is a lot of 5, 6 a.m. flights, you know. But that's coming off a night where the show's at 7, you're done by 9, but you're still signing autographs, loading out until 10, 10, 20. Then you're starving because you haven't eaten since two because you can't. I mean, I can't eat like three. It's my cutoff is three and a half hours. I can't eat or drink anything three and a half hours before I sing and play. Yep. I just, it doesn't work. Nope. Because of the breath support. And yep. so then you're eating at like, you know, 1045. You're in bed by 1145. But if you're on a 505 flight, it's boarding at 430, which means you got to be at the airport by 345. Yep. You know, 330. It's in you do two or three days of that in a row, and then you're a zombie. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah. So we're only doing two days, so I won't be a zombie. Well, that's good. That'd be great. And there is, it's yeah. really good. Denver, somebody you young, Rusty. Yeah, yeah. Somebody called in and wants to know. Uh, we were kind of talking about how you and the guys get around. How do you have to get your equipment loaded into these airplanes all of this time too? Uh, no, they don't let drum sets, uh, on the airplane. So, so how do you handle that? That's when you plan all the planning in advance, you know, and all the writers will bring our own instruments. Like I bring my trumpets, you know, the guys will bring their trombones. Uh, you can bring a bass, like an electric bass or an electric guitar. But as far as the amplifiers, as far as the drum sets, as far as the keyboards, we have what's called backline. And so all that has to be backlined. So my concert in Plymouth Wesleyan Church on this Saturday at 7 p.m. Buy your tickets today at DenverMHO.com. <laughs> Shameless plug. Um, all that has been backlined with the church. And Mark Miller and the team there have been so wonderful. They've been so gracious to us putting all that together. So, uh, yeah, that's how it works. Like, there's no other way around that. If we were on a bus, we would have a trailer, and we would take it with us. Yeah. Um but if we don't, if we're flying, which this particular leg of our tour is, uh, then we have to have it all backlined. And so but that's does... pretty normal, like because a lot of folks are flying these days, and you just uh, advance it in advance. It's called in the advance. So, yeah. so does it? Does it go by a, a a truck from where your location is to the next one, or do you have multiple sets? So one is you know headed off to Plymouth. Because you're the night before you're way across the country somewhere else. Yeah, well, that's the thing is I don't own 17 drum sets and then transfer them out. I call the venue and say I need a drum set. Okay. Have one provided. All right. And then cool. they and then they provide it. Yep. Very good. Interesting. That's a lot less work on me. <laughs> it's more work on them, and I'm grateful to them. That's why they do such a great job. Right. But uh, you know. And and we're not super picky. My guys are professionals. You know, my drummer's amazing, so he can play on whatever you give him. You probably give him trash cans, he could probably make a good show out of it. But I think that, uh, you know, whereas I'm really particular about the instruments that I play, I'm amazed that my drummer's like, yeah, man, as long as you've got two toms, a snare, and a hat, you know, I can do it. Um, he will bring his own cymbals usually on the road, and we can carry on those, or he can check them. Um, but, uh, but by and large, I'm amazed that those guys where I get so particular about my horn, like uh, that I designed and this is the one that I play, 
you know, my drummer is very, very flexible. You know, my guitar player is playing his own guitar, but he's kind of at the mercy of whatever amplifier is there for him. Now, we will ask some specifics. We're like, if you can get this kind of drum set, this would be best. But, you know, we're not we're not deal breaker kind of people right. don't need blue M&Ms in the green room. So, uh, you know, if you, if you, you know what I mean? Like if, if you've got something that's workable, we can work with you. So, so like for, now sure. the church at Plymouth Wesleyan, they have, um, a, a band that performs at the church regularly, but yes. so you might use their equipment or would they at some point like call Plymouth high school and say, Hey, can we borrow your drum set for Saturday night? Yeah, I mean, I would say 98% of the of the places that we play, either theaters or churches, already have this equipment that we're okay. requesting yeah. um, because they already are doing music on a regular basis. I mean, it's very rare that we have someone like, we've never used a drum set. Now, I will say there are a lot of more traditional churches that use electronic drum sets. And at that point, I will personally rent a drum set in the town where we're going or I'll find someone that has a drum set that we can use because the electronic sets don't really work very well for us um and and some places have them because their drummers are just very loud they just hit the drums so loud that it makes it really difficult to yeah. hear anything else and i get that but i've got you know folks that are incredibly talented and i look at my guys and I say play to the room and they know exactly what that means that means that they look at the size of the room around them and then they play to that volume um and as long as we do that then everybody's good but in the early days when we were very young, we didn't know how to play to the room because, you know, we were just getting started. I mean, that's a that's an art that, that takes time. Yeah. Um, uh, we were just loud. I had this one gentleman at a Christmas concert. It's probably been about 2004. Uh, probably the greatest, what, the most memorable uh, comment anyone's ever made about my band was this old gentleman who came up to my sound man at, at intermission and said, you got to turn this down. That band is louder than World War Two, and I know because I was in it. <laughs> I was like, oh. "That's quite a compliment." We were louder than World War Two. <laughs> well, you Didn't can get over that. You can go down in history as the world's loudest band. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty funny. So now, people got the opportunity to see you in town. Um, this fall, when you were here and fortunate enough uh, to be part of the re-grand re opening. And uh -huh. if they saw that orchestra, that was a bigger-than-normal orchestra with you, was it not? Yeah, we brought a bunch of extra trumpet players, mostly. You know, we'll have the normal size group. There's going to be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine... There's going to be nine or ten of us there on Saturday. Okay. Um, so it won't be quite as big as maybe the 13 or 14 that we had at the other event. But, uh, but boy, uh, I'm really, really honored and blessed. Uh, both both of the guys that still play with me uh, from Plymouth, Adam Beck, Josh Harner, uh, the other Plymouth Pilgrims along with myself, are going to be with us there on Saturday night. So our hometown guys will be back. Um, we've got a fantastic band coming. I mean, the band's absolutely absolutely stupendous so you don't want to miss it and i'll say this too you know i loved the reese event it was super fun and boy did they build a really really just a beautiful theater there it's a real gem so we're very blessed in plymouth to have that um the tough part is is that you know there i heard from so many people 
that were like Denver. I wanted so bad to uh, to go, and I couldn't go, you know, because there weren't enough tickets. Right. Um, and so, uh, and I think that when I was started connecting the dots, and I had the third of December open, and I was looking, well, I'm in Kansas, I'm in Ohio, I'm going to be somewhere in the Midwest, you know. <laughs> I was like, well, I, it would be really nice to go home because I, I heard from so many folks that couldn't go see us at, at, at the Reese. And so I thought it would be really nice to go home for Christmas. And, and Plymouth Westland was more than gracious to uh, open their doors and let us kind of set up shop. So uh, I'm really glad that I can come home. There's no place like home for the holidays, like the old song says. And, yeah. and that's really, really true. My happiest memories of Christmas are, are there in that town. And, uh, and from me growing up and you know, walking downstairs, and and uh, it's really funny. I was living in Knox in the early days, like until I was about nine or ten years old. And there's this one year that I was, I was so like I I I if I went to sleep on Christmas Eve, it might have been for maybe two and a half hours. Like I was <laughs> up way after midnight, laying in my bed just wondering, right? Right. And then six thirty, it's still pitch black out. You know, in the middle of the winter time. And, you know, we were all backwards back then. We never changed our <laughs> clocks or anything. So, like, it's like 6.30 in the morning. It's pitch black, and my parents are still dead to the world. They're still sleeping, but I'm running down the hallway to see what Santa gave me, you know, for <laughs> maybe under the Christmas tree or in my stocking. Yeah. And uh, and I run to my Christmas stocking, and no joke, like, you know, my brother's got these little, you know, trinkets and gifts inside. He's got candy inside. I had an entire bag of coal. Oh. Uh, it was is a bag of coal that was in a brown paper bag wrapped up in my stocking, and uh, I was crushed. I was like, I really have been bad this year. I probably had been a hellion to my parents, <laughs> most, but, uh, but I had a bag of coal. I was devastated, and uh, and so uh, I have happy memories of Northern Indiana. <laughs> Well, I'm glad to but, know. Uh, glad to know you were that one in your family, because uh, the other yes, thing that you, the I other thing the other thing that used to happen to me was my family seemed to think it was hilarious at Halloween to put a rock in my uh, bag when I went to their house. So yeah, that uh, really yeah the old Charlie Brown thing. Every year I got a rock in That's my uh, funny. yeah yeah. So there yeah. you go. So nice. Denver, can nice. you? Tell us a little bit about the Mary and Bright Christmas tour and what people can expect to hear and see if they come to the concert this Saturday evening. Absolutely. Yeah, well, we're a big band, so it's going to be a very nostalgic night. Uh, I would say the first uh, almost half of our concert is a walk down memory lane. You're going to hear uh, Jingle Bells and Sleigh Ride and Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas and a lot of those very nostalgic uh, sounds of Christmas. Um, but it's also very, very fun, and it's very, very funny. We're going to have a guest appearance by Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, <clears throat> and uh, we're also going to have, uh, you know, Frosty the Snowman's going to make a kind of a fun appearance. It's a really, really, it'll be a very kind of slapstick, but very fun uh, opening to our concert. And then uh, we'll take a brief intermission. When we come back, it will really, truly be about, uh, why do we set up Christmas trees and why do we put ornaments on them? And why do we exchange gifts? Like what is this holiday really truly all about? And where does it come from? And, uh, and we will celebrate the back half of our concert about the, the true reason that we celebrate Christmas, which is, is the birth of Jesus Christ. Uh, and so uh, some of the greatest Christmas carols that have ever been written about the birth of Christ, we'll have a sing-along. We'll do a bunch of those. 
Uh, and then we're going to do a bunch of music that I've written about the birth of Jesus and kind of be reminded that in the midst of a very merry and bright season, but also a very chaotic season of life, uh, the holidays can be one of the hardest seasons. If you were to experience uh, elevated levels of anxiety or stress or depression at Christmas, it's an enormous number. And so um, we're going to talk about, you know, in the midst of the chaos of this season, where can we find hope? Where can we find truth in our lives? Where can we be grounded in some places where we need peace or purpose or healing or redemption? We're going to talk a little bit about those things, and we're going to sing about those things and really try to encourage people um, in the busiest uh, and merriest and craziest time of the year uh, where, where truth and hope and life really lie for us. Uh, and it all started when, when God came down at Christmas. And, uh, and it's going to be a real breath of fresh air for folks. It's going to be such a fabulous night, and uh, you don't want to miss it. So uh, please come out. You know, we, you can get your tickets online uh, off of our website, denvermho.com. Uh, tickets are $15 each. If you have a family, like if, you know, you have your, you, your spouse, and your parents or your aunt and uncle, uh, you can get a family pack for $40. Um, if you have 17 children, then you can get a family pack for $40. I wanted to make this as affordable as I could for families, especially for kids. Um, you know, because if I was a little kid and got to go see something as entertaining as this, uh, you know, the kids just have a ball at our, at our shows. And I wanted to be able to give them an opportunity to come and not make it too expensive. So uh, please, uh, and if you can't get online, if you don't have the ability to do that, um, then you can buy tickets there at the door too, cash, credit, card, or uh, check. So there's a lot of opportunities to come, and please come out and have a great time with us. Um, I wanted to tell folks too, I mean, the one thing, if you've never seen uh, you guys before, um, I've always been, well, I'm going to say the first time I saw you uh, on tour, uh, how many, my goodness, I had to have been a long time ago. Um I was proud, man, because you guys are tight. I mean, it is really a slick, tight show. You're going to see, you're going to be impressed in, in my mind. I was, and I was proud of you, man. It made me made me feel oh, like I, buddy, I thank you made me feel like I I'd done good, even though I had nothing to do with it. So, <laughs> oh, you've had everything to do with it. No, here's, here's the thing. Rusty was my uh, theater and my speech coach in in high school, and. I can attribute, you know, to about three to four people on this planet, the career that I have. Um, and Rusty's one of those people. Dan Tyree's one of those people. Cindy Wagner's one of those people. Um, Bob McKell's one of those people. And Jeff Kirk, my college band director, is one of those people. Like, those people really, uh, boy, sometimes they had to be hard on me, but those people taught me what everything I needed to know about being in front of an audience, sometimes an audience of 20 people, sometimes an audience of 20,000 people. I've had both. And how to be able to connect with an audience, how to be able to communicate with an audience, whether that's through a trumpet, whether that's through a song that I'm singing, or whether that's through a spoken word that I'm speaking. Uh, Rusty, you're, you're a huge part of that. And, and we've come a long way from those early days. Like, uh, we were so rough around the edges. We had no earthly idea of what we were doing. Um, but 
but you know, but it was from everything that I was taught growing up, some of those foundational truths about communication, because that's really what, what this is. I mean, yeah. you know, music is just a tool. It's just a tool in a toolbox. At least it is for me. And it took me 16 or 17 years of my own career to kind of figure that out. And when I first started doing music, I thought this music is for me. This is music is for me to perform. This is music for me to write. This is music for me to enjoy in a way. And then after about two or three years of that, I'm like, dum dum, music's not for you. It's for the people that are coming to see you, you know. So the music is for them. And then I thought that for a good ten to ten to twelve years. And then I realized the music is is it's a byproduct. It's like the tool that I'm using to write, really try to encourage people. Yeah. And and I feel like that's really what I'm about. I'm about trying to encourage people because. Life's hard. It's it's hard. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter if you think you're a rock star on stage singing around the world to millions of people, or if you're you know a teacher in a school, or if you're digging ditches outside in the freezing cold. Life is hard for all of us. And if I can be an encouragement to folks in the midst of the hard, then that's what I'm about. Um, that's why I get up at five o'clock in the morning to go and and to do this is because I really want to feel like. I can be a reminder to folks that there's more to their life. Um, so that's, 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 that's why I'm going to be there Saturday night. And, uh, and to get to do that around the context of Christmas is a whole lot of fun. One of the things I saw, you did a little piece that kind of talks a little bit about uh, the performance that people will see. I, I, I went off to the Facebook page for Plymouth Wesleyan Church and found some information about your concert there. And they have a little... Um, video that plays about it and I don't want to give away all the secrets but it's there in the video you talk about um, there are some boxes that'll be up on stage that people can Mm -hmm. come forward and put something in that box do you want to talk a little bit about that ahead of time sure yeah I mean there's no problem Uh, so the thing for me is I can remember about two probably two to three years ago I was, uh, I'm really into Christmas lights, right? I mean, like I have probably, I only have maybe 9,000 or 10,000 lights up right now. Um, <laughs> but I mean, but when it's all said and done, there might be like 13 or 14,000 lights, tons of inflatables. I have an inflatable of Santa Claus, which is 20 feet high. It's taller than the house I live in. Um, you know, and I start in October. I started October 23rd of this year, starting to put this stuff up just a couple hours at a time, you know, because I'm gone most of november and december on tour anyways um and i can remember starting to put all that stuff up and just just i didn't care like i mean i was like you know listening to christmas music and when you talk about the christmas spirit it was dead like there was none of it it was really strange because i try to get myself in the mood for when you're going to go celebrate christmas 20 plus times a year in front of others, you, you got to be excited about it, and you got to kind of gear yourself up sometimes for that. And I, there was n- that was not happening, and so I had to kind of do some inner soul searching. I'm like, what's going on here? And uh, and I'm old school. I, I think you guys kind of grew up old school like me, listening to vinyl records at the holidays, and yeah. like, you know, I would always get uh, very weird Christmas gifts from my grandfather. My grandfather's going to be there actually Saturday night. I am so stoked. He's 89 <laughs> years old. Wonderful. And, uh, and my, and, uh, Holly, uh, my grandmother's going to be there too, uh, from Fort Wayne. They're coming by. My own parents are coming. So it's going to be really great. But they, uh, 
he always used to give me really weird, strange gifts. He gave me MC Hammer pants once for Christmas. <laughs> Just strange. And, uh, um, you know, what, what do you do with the really awful Christmas gifts that you get at Christmas time? Like, what do you do with that? Like, and a lot of people say they regift it, which is not a very Christian thing to do. I don't <laughs> think you should give away something awful to somebody else. But um, I guess one man's trash is another man's treasure, right? Yeah. But I think that, uh, but, but you know, I, I guess we would return it to Amazon nowadays. But like back in the day, we would, you know, if there was a gift receipt in the box, we would go take it to the store where it was purchased and we would exchange it, you know? Yeah. Uh, for something that we'd really want it. And I can remember you know, three years ago thinking, what gives about Christmas, God? And what God really showed me about my life was that I had my arms full of all of these boxes, all of these things that, you know, really bad Christmas gifts, Uh, you know, metaphorically speaking, you know, one was called pain, another was called depression, another one was called unforgiveness, you know, and I had so many of these things I was holding on to that I didn't have any room for anything else. I didn't have any room to actually pick up a really great Christmas gift, something like peace. <laughs> uh, how many of us would like peace at Christmas time? Yeah. You know, yes. or joy, or you know, hope. Um, I didn't have any room to hold on to anything else besides all these things that I was trying to balance. Besides these things, I was trying to to take care of on my own. And what God showed me was, if I could actually lay some of these things down and just put them down. Uh, and actually let him deal with some of these things because we weren't meant to deal with all of these things on our own. That's why he came. I mean, when you think about Christmas and you think about why did God ever come here anyways, he came here because we were really broken because we were hope, because we were in the midst of our own pain, our own fear and our own sin and all of it. We can't handle. We think we can, and we read self-help books and we go to counseling and I'm not saying that those things aren't helpful because I've done plenty of all of them. But at the end of the day, we cannot handle our own selves on our own. And, and the, God came to help us do that. So um, if we could like lay some of those things down at the holidays, and it might open up our hearts, it might open up our minds, it might open up our lives a little bit to pick up some of these beautiful gifts that only God really gives us, like peace and hope and joy and love. And, um, and so we're going to give people an opportunity to, do, to literally do that. They'll actually have a little card that they can say, what I'm... What I'm giving to God this Christmas is, and they can write it down. And as we sing uh, at the end of our concert, they can actually the whole uh, stage is going to be lined with Christmas presents, and they'll give the, they'll have the chance to be able to put some of those things down and, and leave them there. And then we give them a little card that says, you know, what I really want from God, or the gifts that I really need from God this Christmas are. And we'll give them a moment in the show to actually write out what it is that they really are in need of this holiday season, the kind of gift that God can give them, and then they get to take that home with them. They get to walk through the Christmas season, uh, uh, having a literal exchange with God, um, and looking and ser- searching, searching uh, for the gifts that only God gives, um, and that He freely gives to us. Um, and it's really, really neat. Uh, each one of these uh, burdens and these prayer requests that people put in these gifts, we pray over them every single show. So they'll be prayed over 10, 12, 13 times this holiday. Um, and then we all put them into one collective box and we label the year on it. And I probably pull those boxes out probably two to three times a year. Um, all the boxes that we've done, we've only done this three or four years. Um, and I pray over, none of these things are ever read. Well, I've never read one of them. Um, but we, but I pray over these boxes and say, God, whatever burdens are still in those boxes, 
um, that haven't been answered yet, Lord, would you would you speak into their lives? Would you help these people with their thing? Um, you know, I think that's part of probably one of the most meaningful things we've ever done as a band, and we do it only at Christmas time. So uh, that's uh, in, in an explanation to what you were talking about that will be happening at the end of our concert Saturday night. And it's voluntary. No one has to do it. But anyone that wants to participate can. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I had a question for you, and I'm completely spaced. <laughs> I do this every day, man. Every single day. Uh, oh, yeah, brother. It's because you're creative. Yeah. My most brilliant ideas I forgot before lunch. Never wrote them down. Yeah. You know, that's why I don't, I've never had a number one record. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm guaranteed of it, sure. Well, I wanted to ask you about that. You wrote a song about that that whole concept, didn't you? I think a couple of years ago you were working on that when we were mm -hmm. on the phone. Yeah, and it's actually coming out. I mean, it's the particular song is on our newest Christmas album called That Night in December, which we will have available Saturday night ah. at, at Pullman Left Lane. Shameless plug. Uh, but our newest album that we're working on right now is an album of songs. It's a collection of songs that people that were written for people to sing together they're congregational i've never made a congregational album in the 23 years i've done this it's our 18th album and so one of the songs uh in that on this brand new record is is the song that we will sing saturday night together it's called come rescue me it's the whole thought that the reason uh, that god came at christmas was to rescue us and um and so it's just a very uplifting and encouraging tune and uh and it's going to be on our 18th record that comes out next year pretty exciting yeah very good. Uh, you got an album of Christmas songs too. Um, I'm sure you'll have that there, uh, brother. I have four albums of Christmas music. Oh. Uh, we've made four Christmas oh, projects goodness. now. We only and, have one, uh, Rusty. What's the matter? I'm looking. I'm I'm looking at <laughs> Timeless Christmas right now. So I'm. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the one. The, I... That's the first one. That's the first one. People look at the picture and they're like, "Denver, you look so young." I'm like, yeah, it's before I had children. Like when you have kids, you age like 50 years. Oh, yeah. yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So uh, but that's the first Christmas album we ever made. That's the most popular album we've ever made. Uh, I, I'm flabbergasted, Rusty, but we will get people that will call um, or, or text or email us and say, uh, you know, we don't put one ornament on our Christmas tree until Timeless Christmas is playing on our stereo. Like it's a, you are a holiday tradition. That is a weird feeling. Like, because I've had holiday I have holiday traditions, and it's a weird feeling to think that we are that for other people all over the all over the nation. But uh, but that's really really true. So I'm I'm grateful. I'm grateful people enjoy the music. Got to be honest with you, I got weirded out once. I was in an airport and you were playing over the uh, speakers. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I got a text message from a buddy last night. Uh, he took a picture of the screenshot on his. It's weird that radios and cars are digital now, you know, like I remember the, just, you turn the dial and you had to get it just right, you know, to get yeah. 2.9 or whatever. And, uh, U93, U93, <laughs> but I, uh, you know, these digital things. So he took a picture and he was driving in his car. Uh, hopefully he was stopped. I hope he wasn't driving as he took a picture. He was like, Hey, they're playing you here in Texas, you know, uh, playing one of our songs off that timeless Christmas album, uh, last night. So, yeah, it's it's weird. The the most surreal weird thing was probably uh, uh, my wife and I, Amy, we were driving to Michigan City to go to the outlet mall. This is like 
Christmas is over. It's like the 28th or 29th of December. And we're just driving up there and we just had the radio just rambling on, but it was in the background and we're just talking. Um, and this probably would have been like Oh five or Oh six, something like that. And, uh, and she goes, do you hear that? That sounds familiar. And she turned it up and it was just randomly on the radios. We were driving to go and Christmas. It wasn't even, I mean, it was still the holiday season, but Christmas was, was over. That was pretty weird, but it's also weird. They used my voice for about five or six years in the Nashville airport. So it was like, Hey, here's the, you know, we have all these super famous people, you know, uh, you, you could imagine, you know, from George Strait to, you know, Garth Brooks that will make these announcements at the Nashville airport. And they were using my, my voice there for like five years. Uh, that was very, very weird. You know, uh, when we're taking the kids to Florida for, to go to Disney. Hey, never, never in the mile. Yeah. Like that's daddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does that ever get old? Does it it's ever? Not that it, no, it doesn't get old. They don't use my voice anymore. They have way more important people to use. But <laughs> uh, I'm, I think I'm present enough and down to earth enough to know that uh, to savor the moments. I mean, fame and all that stuff is when they say it's 15 seconds, it's, it's so true. It's, it's, it is a fast rise and it's an even faster fall. And so in a, in a career, I'm so grateful to God for a lot of things, but one of the things I'm most grateful for is that my career wasn't just 10 minutes long. Like I've been doing this for 23, almost 24 years. And I am unbelievably grateful for that. Uh, so it's, it's one of those deals where, you know, the fact that I still get to do this, the fact that I'm making my 18th album, the fact that hopefully I'm going to make, you know, a few more to go. Um, is because these careers go in waves. Like you'll have really popular seasons where everyone's listening to you or blah, blah, blah. And then you'll have a dip. And then it's like, you know, you're pulling teeth to get shows. And so, you know, I've learned to savor the ups, you know, and, and, and to, you know, keep plugging through the downs. And that's, that's how these things go. It's a much, a career is much like life. It's much like anybody else's job. You got your ups and downs in your own job, and that w- could not be more true in the life of a recording artist as well. You know, I you, I remember having this talk with you before, and comment that stuck with me because you know anybody that's ever been a performer knows this. Uh, I, I'm trying to remember exactly what you said. Um, it's amazing the, the number of years it takes to be an overnight success. I mean, some of these. Burst oh, yeah. on the scene, people. Totally. Been, they've been doing it for twenty years, and you know it, it. Exactly. Yeah, and that's an overnight success. Oh yeah, and they've usually before that major record that goes number one or it goes in the top ten, they've made four to five independent records that they were selling out of the trunk of their car yep. that no one's ever heard <laughs> and were never distributed. I mean that it, that it could not be more true and. And the overnight success can truly be overnight. Jared Dribble, my drummer, um, you know, uh, we had a guy who was one of our uh, instructors at Belmont. He was a drum, ins- a drum instructor, and he also was the drummer for a group called Genesis that <laughs> Phil Collins was in, right? Yeah. His name's Chester Thompson. He's a legendary drummer, world-famous drummer. And so uh, Super Bowl Sunday happens. We're all in college. 
and Jared's taking lessons with Chester. Well, Chester, uh, on Super Bowl Sunday, it was the year that Phil Collins and Genesis were doing the Super Bowl show. Yeah. Uh, so this would have been late, late 90s. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and there's this huge drum fill right in the middle of one of these songs. Go, 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 right? Yeah. I think it was in the air of the night. Yeah. And they've got a close-up of Chester playing that fill. Like, it's him. And there's, you know, 130 million people on television watching or watching him. You know, yeah. over 100 million people are watching him on Sunday night. Fast forward to Monday night. And every Monday night at 6.30 p.m. in the drum closet, and they call it a closet because it is a tiny little mobile trailer at Belmont at the time, in the drum closet is where Chester had his drum lessons. And uh, and Jared had had a busy week of school and had not been practicing his music very much. <laughs> <laughs> and so Sunday night, you know, 100 million people watching you. And uh, and then on Monday night at 6.30, he's teaching his, his drum lesson with Jared back in Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. The show had been down, the game had been down in Miami. And it's in the middle of the lesson, and Jared screwed up. And he's like, I, I, I'm going to start that again from the beginning. And, and Chester just drops his head and just sighs. And, and Jared says, what is it? And he said, I just got reminded of the music industry. And he said, what do you mean? He said, yesterday I was on stage at the Super Bowl playing in front of 100 million people, and now I'm in this trailer with you. <laughs> <laughs> like the next day. And it, it, you couldn't it, – it, it, it is an overnight success. And what I mean by that is I've had shows where I've sung in front of six, seven, ten thousand people. And the very next night, you know, you had one plane flight and you're seven states away. And then there's 30. Like, it, it, it just happens that way. Yeah. A uh, guy has a sense of humor of, of keeping you real. <laughs> I can yeah. promise you that. Yeah, there's a certain brutality to uh, those of us in the performing industry, and now I'm in this room with you. I mean, just just that br brutal honesty sometimes. Yes, yes, it's true. It's real. And, and actually, it is a real I, thing. And but I kind of appreciate that. I mean, everybody complains about Simon on uh, when he was on American Idol. I'm like, he's the only one that's given any of those people some useful uh, comments. You're I don't You're know. Exactly I would have right. died for that when I was in the theater. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, to actually get professional uh, advice like that from yeah. someone who actually knows what they're talking about. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, you guys have been together for a really long time, haven't you? You, got, you and your guys play have, have mostly been, most of you have been together for that 23 years, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny. Josh Harner, who's playing lead trumpet with me uh, this weekend, he came up with the name of the band. You know, I've known Josh since he was 10 years old, Man. Uh, maybe 12. I've known Adam Beck since he was 10 because I used to give Adam trumpet lessons when he was in middle school and I was in high school. Uh, but yeah, a very, very, very long time that some of these guys have been playing with me. And I'm grateful, grateful to each and every one of them. And, and that's unique, too, in, in the music business to have a, a group stay together that long because usually you drift off into your own stuff. Yeah, and there is some come and go. I've had guys that moved away and uh, have been gone for a while and have actually moved back to Nashville and gotten reinvolved after being gone for five or six years. The neat thing about this group is I've really tried to be as loyal to each of them as I humanly can 
they've all been loyal to me. Um, and, uh, and once you're, it's, I tell people, this is a black hole. Like once you're in, you're in, you're not getting out. It's a dark <laughs> black hole. <laughs> and, uh, but, and we laugh about it, but it really is true. Once you're in the DMHO family, it is family. And, uh, and we're going to love each other for life. So it's, it's a neat thing. So, Denver, uh, on Saturday, the concert here is at the Plymouth Wesleyan Church, which is on South Michigan Street. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen this place sell out before when you've been there. Yeah, I mean, it's come really, really close. I don't know that we're going to sell out this week, but uh, but we have sold a ton of tickets. And uh, it's really going to be a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful show. So I would encourage you, everybody to come out. And tickets are um, basically general admission. So it's first come, first serve to get your seat at the concert. If you want a front row seat, you'd better yeah. get there really early. Doors will open, door, doors will open at 615 the lobby will be open to sell tickets prior to 6.15, but doors will open at 6.15. Okay. Um, yep. And, it, uh, and then you can, get your, you can get your seat at 6.15 if you want. And the, show. Uh, the ticket price again? Is $15 a piece, um, or you can, uh, if you have a long-lost cousin who might be your neighbor, you can get a family pack for $40. So. That, uh, try to be uh, at least loosely related if you can. <laughs> well, it is northern Indiana. Everybody's related to somebody. It's Christmas. Come on. <laughs> yeah. And people it. will have, a, I mean, what a great way for for the rest of us. You know, December 3rd is really kind of like kicking off, really kicking off now into the yeah. Christmas season. So this is the perfect way to start and to really get you in the mood for Christmas. Oh, yeah. And I think it could give you a wonderful, uh, just a reminder, an added perspective reminder of what of what the season really is and what it could be for you this year. Uh, and, yeah, Plymouth's really blessed that uh, we're getting to do it at the very beginning. Um, we're hopeful that we can get some folks in the holiday spirit and uh, – and that they can uh, can help carry them through uh, till uh, New Year's Day. Well, Rusty and I will do our best to keep plugging along and pushing this. Um, and I will thank you so much, Rusty. Rusty just loves Christmas music, so I'll make sure each morning during the show that we play <laughs> one of your songs off the off the only album that we have, Christmas album that we have. It actually, though, well, your gonna... songs are in our our Christmas rotation too. You're also in our Sunday well, morning rotation. So um, if, if you listen well, I to us, to get you a song. I need to get you a song. It'll be Rusty's favorite. He might actually enjoy this one. It's called "You Ain't Getting Diddly Squat" because you really messed up this year, uh, <laughs> and uh, and that's a song about getting coal in the stocking. So I will sell. I'm going to send that to to Rusty. Oh, today. good, good. You guys can play that. He'll he'll enjoy that one. Yeah. Well, actually, <laughs> it's, it's I might. Humor that's right down his alley. Actually, I might enjoy that one. <laughs> yes. That is down your alley, my friend. <laughs> Rusty's one of my best buddies. I know I know the kind of music he enjoys, and most of my Christmas music is not of that style, so I need to give him something that would be, have just a hint of bah humbug in it just for him. Well, as you know, I'm kind of a ska guy, so uh, you, have, you, have <laughs> ska, you have ska Christmas music, do you, or is that... Uh... Not, 
Not yet, Rusty. Okay. I'm working on it. All right. I just give me give me another ten years. I'll have an album. <laughs> there you uh, go. There you go. What would we name? What would we, what would we name a ska Christmas album? What would we call it? That's a good question. Um, I'm gonna come up with an answer for that, and, and I'll let you know. Off the top of my top of my head, I can't think. But yeah, that, that's a good question. That's a good question. Yeah, it is a good question. Yeah. Well, you guys, thank you so much for letting me talk to you today. I, I thank you for giving me the chance to kind of, you know, describe a little bit of what the Christmas show's all about for us. And um, and uh, really, truly, if you're free Saturday night, you're not going to find a more entertaining. Uh, and there may be even a guest appearance by Rudolph. Um, and I, I've talked to Rusty about this. We're going to see if he's going to be a part of the show or not. We, we, so we, he's still debating. I don't. I don't know how much extra I had to put in his contract, but uh, I'm working on it. We we got to talk about that. Uh, okay. We got to talk about that because uh, yeah yeah okay all right. There's a you know if I if you need extra money, I can go to like the Miller's grocery parking lot and see if I can find loose change on the uh, that people have dropped. You know, I, I I used to make more money. I used to make more money that way than uh, than in the uh, the royalties of uh, of uh, you know before they changed all the the royalty streaming. You know, it was ten thousand streams to to get one penny of a, of a royalty for your royalty checks. So I was getting royalty checks for like seven cents, you know, nine cents. Uh, yeah, I was I was actually making more money. Uh, going to the Kroger parking lot and just picking up pennies well, I'm, from, uh, from the parking lot. I'm going to tell you, you'd be wasting your time here. I've already been through. so um, <laughs> just, just, Somehow that does not shock me. Yeah, well, you know, you know me. <laughs> love it. Yeah. Love it, love it. Listen, Merry Christmas, you guys. Thank you so much for having me today. I appreciate it. Well, thanks for thanks, joining us, Denver. Dude. You got it. All right. We'll talk to you soon. All righty. Bye bye. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Oh, I I've seen him a couple of times uh, at Whistling for the Christmas concert. Yeah. They're fantastic. And yeah, it's um, yeah. it's definitely like I said before. I was just I I thought I knew he was going to be good the first time I saw him over Napanee the first time. Man, it's been oh. a long time ago. Had to have been the early. 2000s mid 2000s or something mm. like that and uh uh i it was like watching a show in vegas i mean it was slick and i'm like wow that is i'm i'm proud of you man you did well <laughs> hey like the lady called this morning and like boy george yeah. and her toe was a tapping and she was a moving <sighs> to the music that's what's going to be happening Saturday oh, yeah. night at Plymouth Wesleyan with this concert. Yeah, absolutely. That you, you get that big band sound in there going, and you can't not be tapping your toe or, mm. you know, ticking your finger or your hand on your knee. I mean, just it, it's a great, yeah. great show. So yeah, it is. You'll love it. Tickets are $15 for general admission, or a family four-pack is $40. So. I just went to, I actually went the back road. So I went to Plymouth Wesleyan Church Facebook page and found it there and got to the point where I could buy tickets that yeah. way. <laughs> uh, 
So it's probably lost in a sea of posts, but there is a QVC code or a QRC code, whatever they're called, that uh, we've had up on our Facebook page. You can just take a picture of that. Maybe you can find that you. again. I don't remember where I put it, but I don't remember where I put the prize for today. So, uh, you know, I don't. I know it's in there someplace. Um, and I think I put it up a couple of times. But um, I'll see if I can find it and get it up again. But all you got to do with that is just uh, point your phone at it, and it'll uh, let you buy tickets on your phone. So, there you go. Yep. All right. We need to take a break. We do. Uh, let me do that. We have something. Do you want to do that? Or sure. Not? What the heck? It's it's Christmas season. Let's, we, uh, let's, let's do another prize okay. today. Well, you can get a Christmas pizza. Oh, uh, that sounds like fun. At Pizza Bills, 15 bucks. We need to see if we can get Brian to make a pizza in the shape of a Christmas tree. I'm sure he's all <laughs> over that right now. He's just, That's brilliant. I'm going to do it. Uh, but he could use, It would actually take less dough, probably. Uh, he could save a little sure. money there. I'm not sure how you'd put that in a round pan. But, I, I know. Uh, it, it's not so much the pan. It's the box. And oh, yeah. You've got to make it fit in that box. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yes. All right, Brian, that's a freebie. Uh, <laughs> anyway, pizza bills, gift certificate, uh, $15 worth. You're going to be the winner if you haven't won anything from us in 30 days. And your caller number 7, 574-936-4096, 574-936-4096, caller 7, getting some pizza bills. To deliver on the best propane service available is unwavering. Their established local quality service is unmatched. Co-Alliance is owned by local farmers, and they deliver on the principles of hard work, dependability, and trust. It's not by chance that they've been around for nearly 100 years. It's because of their commitment to the customer. Earn 500 free gallons now when you join the others that have made the change to Co-Alliance Propane. Call 317-324-4457 or visit coalliance.com to learn more. Are you looking for a new hauler for trash removal? Call Apex Waste. Large or small, we'll take your call. When you choose Apex Waste, there's no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and no taxes. What we say is what you pay. Apex Waste is a local family-owned company that is dedicated to reliable, friendly service. Call Apex Waste at 574-896-APEX. That's 574-896-2739. Or visit us online at apexwaste.net. You must call 811 at least two to three business days before any digging project. So before you do this or this, make sure you do this. For digging projects big or small, make the call to 811. Fiber optic cable carries data literally at the speed of light. Get up to one gigabyte. Marshall County Fiber will make your old connection feel like dial-up. It's unaffected by radio wave interference and can be submerged in water without issue and is not as susceptible to harsh temperatures. Fiber does not waver with strong winds, cloudy skies, or heavy rainfall. That kind of reliability helps deliver excellent quality internet, video, and phone. Fiber optic cable keeps data secure. It is very difficult to tap into and gather data without alerting our network operations team to an attack. We offer several packages at varying rates and speeds to fit your needs. Call Marshall County Fiber at 574-223-2191 to get signed up today.
Just hear those sleigh bells jingling, ring ting tingling too. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. Cause outside the snow is falling and friends are calling you. Get your cell phone out and dial 574-936-4096 or text 574-307-6647 and be a part of the show. Now let's get back to What's Your Opinion on WTCA in Plymouth, Indiana. All right. I think this was the song that was played. It was my wife that heard, heard him on the speakers. She goes, that's Denver. I No. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it is. Anyway, yes, it is. Don't forget Saturday. Get out and see. Uh, Amy G. Oh, Amy, yes. Amy G. Yes, congratulations. You're uh, you're eating some pizza bills. Yes, very good. Yep. Okay, I am doing 15,000 things, trying <laughs> to find... There's what I want to do. Okay. Oh. Where'd that go? Goodness, I missed it. Okay. Um, well, keeping in the Christmas spirit, I want to remind everybody that tonight they're going to light the Christmas tree in Rockefeller Center. It is a 50-foot-wide, 14-ton tree from Queensboro, New York. Uh, it arrived on a flatbed at Rockefeller Center on November 14th. Uh, they think the tree is about 85 to 90 years old, and it was donated by, by the L-E-B-O-W-I-T-Z, Leibowitz, Leibowitz, yeah. Leibowitz family from Glen Falls. Hmm. And uh, this tree will be dressed in more than 50,000 LED lights. That's a lot of lights. Yeah, it is. And so, uh, ton of lights. They're going to be lighting the tree tonight. You can watch it on TV and see it. That will help put you in the spirit too. I think the the one thing that is kind of neat about this tree is after the after Christmas season, then they take the tree down, they take the lights off, they put that all away, then they take the tree to a mill. And they have it milled into lumber for Habitat for Humanity. Oh. So I think that's really kind of a neat thing. That's cool. Yeah. It's not just a, you know, here we grind them up, basically, and they go into like a mulch pile or whatever. But they actually, you know, do something really kind of cool with it. Yeah. Most of our trees are not nearly big enough to actually cut into boards. But, yeah. Exactly. Um, I do want, also want to let folks know, I've had a couple of people ask me, there was an incident last night that happened on Adams Street, up kind of near 5th Street. Um, so I did send a message to the police chief here in town, Dave Bacon, um, told them that I'd had several inquiries this morning and I just kind of wanted to you know, set everybody straight. Um, I said that the rumors I've heard is that someone had shot themselves, maybe in the foot is what it was. But um, uh, I said, I'm just looking to get out, to put out the correct information. And he said, yes, a release will be put out at some point today. Once the detective has a chance to put something together, 
he is currently actively investigating that incident. Okay. So I will get you the information straight from the Plymouth Police Department as soon as it becomes available to me. But, you know, I got to wait on them. Yeah, you got to get the uh, the official word. And speaking of the Plymouth Police Department, um, I do want to make people aware, and they are asking people to be cautious we are in that holiday season where people are shopping and you have packages and you have your billfold or your purse and your arms are full and they want to make sure that you are aware of your surroundings. There was an incident that occurred and actually I can tell from the pictures that are posted with this at Walmart where an older person was followed out of a local store the Walmart store, yeah. by two male subjects and then approached by one of those guys. Um, and while he was talking and kind of, you know, trying to distract this person, um, the other one ducked behind some cars. Now, the male uh, told this person that something, either they had dropped some money or there was some money underneath the car parked alongside of their car. And they were, they were, adamant that 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 you know that old person should bend over and get that change so when they went around the car to get that change that money whatever it was the other guy who had ducked down behind the cars slipped around and removed the victim's wallet while uh it was inside the car so Plymouth police are urging citizens to be aware of your surroundings and keep your personal belongings with you at all times. So if you're loading the car with your groceries or your Christmas packages, you know, keep, and then this day and age right now, you know, keeping your wallet in your back pocket is a little bit more dangerous than shoving it into your front pocket. It's a lot harder to sneak it out of there. Um, the same thing for your purse. I'm bad. I have a zipper on my purse. If you zip your purse closed, it's a lot harder to take something out of there than if your purse is just gapping open. Yeah. So when you leave the store, make sure you zip up your purse and then keep it on your arm or don't leave it set in your shopping cart. Keep it on your arm or your shoulder. Um, or if you have the ability, put it in the car, but lock the doors so that while you're loading the back of the car into the trunk or the tailgate, you know, that the front doors are locked on the car. So yeah. there are pictures of the two suspects uh, on our Facebook page and our website. And Plymouth police are asking if you have, if you can identify them to please help them because they would like to get this settled. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Um, also got a press release yesterday afternoon from, uh, Greg Hildebrand uh, from the Lifelong Learning Network at the November meeting of the Marshall County Council. Uh, the council approved that $1.5 million of ARPA money. Um, this is going to be going matching up with um, a, a ready grant uh, for $1.75 million. The other $250,000 they need to match that one is coming from the city of Plymouth. And, and it's all part of, you know, what the, sit, what the county is using is the ARPA funds that they received um, to do projects like this. Right. So um, it's kind of exciting. 
their, uh, the, the vote was five to two with both Tim Harmon and Jesse Bohanning voting against those funds being spent for the lifelong learning network and, you know, yeah. supporting that project. But it's really exciting to see that project move forward. And so yeah. I, I'm, I'm tickled to death to see well, things it can start happening there. Be a huge asset to, oh. the, to the county. It, so. To not just the schools in the county, uh, the young people in the county, but to the people who are even currently working, they can will have the opportunity to get additional education, maybe change career paths or mm-hmm. or take steps up in the career path that they're on, which in turn more than likely will increase their pay. So yeah. it has a lot of, be- of benefits. Yep. Uh, from the Marshall County Sheriff's Department on Saturday, November the 29th, about 7.15 in the evening, Officer Jordan Rands did a traffic stop on Lincoln Highway east of McQueen's Edition uh, for a vehicle that had uh, done several infractions that he had seen. During that uh, traffic stop, it was believed that the driver, 66-year-old Cardino Ramirez, who lives on North Michigan Street in Plymouth, was impaired um, they did an OWI investigation and it was later determined that he was operating at 0.15, uh, or more. He was lodged in the Marshall County jail and, uh, given a superior to court date of December the 13th. So, you know, you may think you're good to go to drive, but you're really not. Yeah, yeah. You need yeah. to be careful. Yes, you do. About that. If you've indulged, you need to be careful. Don't refresh and drive. That's the uh, bottom line. There you go. Enjoy your refreshments. Sit in the same place and just enjoy. Or have a designated driver help you out. Yeah, I guess you could. Of course, there's... No, anyway, I'll keep it to myself. <laughs> Whenever you're out drinking, I mean out drinking. Out. There's, uh, yes. there's always a chance that... Some shenanigans will take place as you consume more and more. So, uh, yeah, just be careful. (laughs) Use your head. It's not worth being that sick in the morning over, okay? Just have a few and go home. You said it. Yeah. Um, Jenny Monroe uh, from the – she's the Culvertown manager. Last week she was at the Mahasha County Commissioner's meeting um, needing to get affirmative approval that they're working on phase three of the Lake Max trail. And this portion of the trail had initially was going to use Academy drive, kind of like through the Culver Academy's property and then go northward up Sycamore road, which actually Sycamore road goes through the middle of Moore Academy property, but it's getting into the rural piece of it it's over there by the baseball field right um and so after some changes and some discussion uh with the new regime down at the academy instead of using academy road the academy would prefer they actually use the old railroad trail the railroad track bed there uh, to put the trail on and they're willing to allow that to happen there because it kind of gets the trail and the general public away from the students and right, the daily yeah. operations of the academy, traffic and all that kind of right. stuff. 
and then it would still it would that that portion would kind of like cut across match up to state road seven or state road 10 and then at state road 10 it goes north up sycamore road well sycamore road is a, a county road and so um, because they are using in dot grant money they had to have in hand, you know, paperwork that says the county says that we can work in there right away and that we can install the trail in the county's right of way. Right. It's a nine foot wide trail that they're going to be installing. And so a portion of it will pretty much set in the county right away. There's another portion of it that will probably be further into actually the Academy of Property. And the Culver Academies has agreed to do an easement to allow that to happen since this, the town was willing to change the route to make it a nicer, you know. And actually, on the railroad track, bed will be nicer than walking down a sidewalk with cars parked on both no. sides, you know, street-type situation. So it will be more of a trail situation. But... Um, so she was there to to just, you know, really get that permission sealed up. Uh, the com county commissioners, which we only had two, Stan Klotz and Kevin Overmeyer were there. Mike Burroughs was on vacation at the time. Um, agreed and were willing to work with the town of Culver on this project. Um, they did ask for the county highway superintendent to go through that section of Sycamore Road and determine what the county like, where's the county right-of-way? How wide is right. the county's right-of-way along here? And also uh, determine if there are any utilities in the county's right-of-way. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, um, it was approved going forward, subject to um, him checking on on that information for them. So I think that's a, a good, another great project happening in our community yeah. that uh, is a good thing. Uh, we talked about it yesterday, and I had to write a book on it last yesterday afternoon about the incident with Officer John Weir with the Plymouth Police Department, um, who had been, on October 3rd, he had been driving southbound on Michigan Street uh, near Oak Hill Cemetery, and at Family Express, there was a car making a left-hand turn into Family Express, so he went out on the passing blister and passed that car on the right-hand side. And as he was passing, there was a man riding a bicycle northbound on the southbound shoulder. That gentleman um, did not like the situation that happened there. Um, it was scary. Uh, he feared, you know, he could have been killed. He also was concerned that if it had been a pedestrian walking or if it had been a child riding a bike, Although children are taught to ride with traffic and not right. against traffic. Um, and so he, you know, tried to contact the, the Plymouth Police Department. It was a Sunday, so there was nobody there. Um, so he did report it through 911, his concerns with it. Um, then that following week, he met with two different police officers. He went with the assistant chief and the police chief about his concerns. And basically... I, um, come to find out now a little bit more that earlier in that day, that same morning, Officer John Weir had had to serve a no trespass order on this gentleman. Mm -hmm. And so there could have been maybe some 
still anger built up from that because he was angry about the no trespass order. Um, nobody was hurt in the incident. The incident had been reviewed uh, by the Plymouth Police Department um, and handled appropriately in-house. Although um, Mr. Lemler didn't think it was being handled appropriately, so he contacted the Marshall County Sheriff uh, and, when he, and he said, and I quote, Sheriff Matt Hassel affirmed that a solid white line is not a passing lane for anyone, period. Um, and he contends that, he also contends that the sheriff said that, um, that what happened was illegal for the police officer to do. But... Um, there is a copy, and I included it in here, a copy of a state statute that talks about passing on the right, which does show that it is legal to do, especially in that case, because they actually did put a passing blister out there. So it's not yeah. like you're driving partway on the shoulder and partway in the grass. There, there is asphalt there for you to drive right. on. So, But it's a book in there, and uh, you can read it at your leisure. I'm sorry. it's Sometimes it's hard to... You know, it took 13 minutes, and it probably took me an hour and a half to write. Yeah. But it, but it's there. So you can check that out when you guys have time. Sure. Other than that, Rusty, um, I do, once again, before I get out of here, I do want to remind folks, uh, shop with a cop. We have the two cars here in front of the radio station for Friday's auction. We'll be starting at eight, right after the 8 o'clock news. We'll... Do some introductions of who's here, um, how the auction works. Encourage people to call in that morning and get your bid number. Um, but you can call in right now, today, and tomorrow at 574-936-4096 and get your bid number ahead of time. The two vehicles on the auction block from Oliver Ford are a 2008 Ford Explorer XLT four-wheel drive with 142,000 miles on it. It's an automatic with a V6. Uh, the color on the exterior is brown. It has a tan cloth interior. The second vehicle is a 2000 Jeep Grand Cherokee Laredo. It is Patriot Blue with 133,000 miles on it. And if you want to see them up close and personal, you can just stop in here at the radio station and we will go out and show it to you. So yeah. check that out. And then also don't forget tonight, if you have concerns about what INDOT is planning to do with US 30 and US 31 here in Marshall County, you need to attend the meeting that is going to be conducted tonight at Oregon Davis High School because that will include both 30 and 31 for Marshall County. The meeting is from 5 until 7 p.m. Central Time with a presentation at 6 p.m. Central Time. Okay. We are on Eastern Time, so that presentation that is at 6 p.m. Central Time will actually be at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Sure. So, um, and, they, and they've put us there because we have the same engineering firm for 30 and 31. And so instead of trying to split them up and send them to two different locations, all, all of what's happening in Marshall County is considered on US 30. Yeah. So that's the meeting you want to go to tonight. And I okay. will be attending that meeting tonight. Very good. Okay. Other than that, I'm done. Well, 
Hang on, we got a drawing to do here in a Ooh. second, so uh, don't go anywhere. Uh, we're going to wish some folks happy birthday first, and they're going to be put in the hat for four cupcakes from La Dessert Cafe, also free small drink from the Coffee Lodge, and happy birthday, oh, and uh, Cashin Creek, bouquet of flowers. Yes. So uh, don't forget that either. Officer Steve DeLee, Steve, happy ah, birthday. Happy birthday, Steve. To you, you're in the hat. In that, uh, happy birthday! I don't want to wish this guy. Oh, a happy I said I wasn't going to wish him a happy birthday. Ryan, Ryan Carroll's got to be at least forty today. I hope and not. He's older than that. No, he is actually older than that because Katie hope just not. turned forty. He is more like forty-three or forty-four today. I hope not. You're old, Rusty. <laughs> yeah, I'm beyond old. Anyway, those are our birthdays for today. Got to have a drawing now for uh, 50 bucks. You, you've got the hat there, so go ahead and just grab the hat. And uh, we're going to pick a winner. 50 bucks from Deaton Clemens Van Gilder Funeral Home for your anniversary. And our anniversary winner is... And our winner is... Celebrating 15 years of wedded bliss on November 17th, Jessica and Woody Cotton. Oh, there you go. I think he was a birthday winner, too, last uh, week or the week before. He's a lucky man. Yeah. A very lucky man. So, uh, anyway, happy anniversary to you guys. And uh, get your anniversaries in here for next month. And we will... Uh, here, you need that. Uh, we will uh, wish you happy anniversary. You'll be eligible for that prize. Nothing in the trading post yet. Get down to the basement. Find stuff you want to get rid of because you're going to be putting more stuff in the house. And get it to us. We'll sell it for you as long as you are in business for those items. So uh, we need trading post items. That's all I got. I'm, I'm done. Tomorrow, we are going to be talking with Pastor Chris and maybe Josh Zayner from Church of the Heartland. They have a big Christmas event coming up this weekend, and they're inviting the public to come and, and have some fun with them. So cool. Uh, we're going to talk about what they're going to be doing. All right. Okay. We'll do that. And we start at 9 o'clock, so uh, make sure you join us then. And uh, until then, have a great day.